Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm here with Yaro Valdek. She is an amazing cinematographer. She's done corporate works, short films, and she's mentored many a student and shot lovely feature films with them. Um, can you uh, just tell us a little bit about your background? Where did you study? Uh, hi, I, um, I come from the Czech Republic um, and I actually studied there. But before that, I, I was doing my undergrad undergrad um, studies in cinematography at Columbia College, Chicago. This is where I, I lived for 10 years and I kind of fell in love with photography and then cinematography. So after I finished my undergrad, I then moved to Prague and I continued at FAMU University, uh, where I got my master's in cinematography. So and since then, I've just, you know, been shooting, trying to get my hands on any kind of work. Uh, and as as you mentioned, corporate, um, um, a lot of my work is videography as well. Uh, loads of short films. Um, I've been involved with TV uh, mm-hmm. series, documentaries. And then uh, a lot of my work also consists of mentoring and teaching cinematography to adult students. Yara was incredibly patient. She um, taught for a long time in film base and, and I was one of your students, although probably not the best one. <laughs> very, very briefly. <laughs> you were very, very uh, uh, quiet and, and you listened well and you, you took notes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, so um, so you've, you do have like an interesting body of work and I'm sure you've worked on a lot of different film sets and, and like various different uh, places. So what... Mm. Would the main difference be, say, if you're doing cinematography on a short film to documentary and then even corporate work, what would the facets be? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think like as far as short films, short films go, they are usually uh, low budget. Uh, often they might be uh, funded by the writer, director, producer combo. So it's really trying to figure out what uh, I can deliver based on their budget um and then when you compare it with corporate work say um there's usually bigger budgets involved and i would often be hired as a sort of a director um mm. cinematographer combo i think i say combo a lot <laughs> um where i would be really required to come up with the idea and the structure of the of the video piece that they want me to do so you're going to be advertising and writing copy almost for them yeah. in in a, in a way yeah often yeah. i do and then i shoot it and i actually usually end up editing it myself as well um uh, there are uh, corporate projects i've done where i was only you know the camera um operator and somebody else was directing and they would have the whole crew that you'd expect a shoot to have um documentaries are lovely i i've done a few in the czech republic um uh, for um television networks and uh, they so they would be backed up with uh proper um production crew uh, all the equipment you can think of and uh, would just be about us going traveling across Czech Republic interviewing in my case I was working on a documentary about um, the victims of uh, Stalinism of communism so we would just be interviewing people across the country who have lived through it and um so it's it's my work is very very different um working with different budgets and then just kind of flexing my creative uh uh creativity to to try to fit each project and and make it the best i can for people who don't know that much about cinematography what would be the steps that you would take just say you you're planning on shooting a short film what mm-hmm. what would 
just say if it was a director, what would they need to consider um, with regards to the cinematography? Mm-hmm. I I would always recommend for a director to reach out to a cinematographer uh, early on. Yeah. Uh, don't leave it till a few weeks before the shoot because there is a lot of work that goes in from the directors of photography's point of view. You know, you need to, first of all, read the script and figure out what is the general mood um, that the director wants to convey. You then need to um, just assess the, the, the script for many different things, such as locations or how many characters, what times of day do you need to shoot, day, night... And then go look for locations, you know, make sure that that the visual style is something that you've talked through, you know, what you're going for, color-wise, lighting-wise, mood-wise. And um, all of this takes time. Um, Finding locations uh, can be difficult. I know that on the lower level or lower budget level, people often kind of um, settle for locations that are not ideal. But as a DOP wanting to work uh, with people who are beginning, uh, I I try to make it work even with, you know, what is there. But that involves actually more input from me and more work trying to figure out how can we uh, make locations work and, and maybe like color palettes and, and all of that. So sorry for this long <laughs> no, no, answer. No, 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 this is it's the, definitely uh, something that's, I think, of real importance to people because a lot of people are starting out and they don't necessarily know. And it's very easy to kind of think a short film is simple. It's, you know, like one, two locations, like a couple of actors, like what could go wrong? But actually <laughs> everything can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think these days people may be, um, um, in my um, experience, okay, let's just draw it back to my experience. I don't want to generalize. But in my experience, people working way their way up, um, kind of starting out and shooting short films, they might think it's just about having a camera, you know, having those couple actors. But that's that's not it. If you want to produce something that maybe will be accepted into festivals or will be seen by audiences, there is much more involved. And uh, that all takes communication, getting the right people on board and actually crewing up in all roles that are sup- yeah. supposed to be filled and maybe trying not to double or triple up on roles per person because then that, that shows in uh, in the actual production when you're short of people, you know, and definitely preparation is the key. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. how you were, you mentioned um, communication. How important is it as a DOP to have communication with the other department heads? It is very important. Um, for me, it usually happens um, in connection with the director. So I, I rarely would talk to the other, uh, you know, departments without the director present it it for me it is a collaboration of minds and uh, maybe my initial meeting might be alone just me and the director but once we understand each other and what it is that the director wants to say and i i come on board that's when we then bring in uh, the other heads of departments and we start talking everything else you know everything else costumes and uh, uh the art direction and sound design and everything so um the best production meetings i've had is when there were there was everyone present uh, that needed to be there yeah and um 
for somebody, again, who's maybe thinking of doing their first short, what are the most common mistakes people make when it comes to cinematography? Well, one of the one of the mistakes would be doubling, tripling, quadrupling on roles. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, because there is very little funding for short films, public funding available or state funding available, people are, if they want to make a short film, they have to fund it themselves. Let's face it, that's the truth for 99% of us here in Ireland and probably all over the world. So... Um, People maybe cut corners on crewing up and um, and start director who is starting out should really focus their energy and effort and all their skill uh, into directing. They should not be producing, in my opinion. They should not be uh, doing art design and, and minding the costumes and uh, being a script supervisor at the same time. They really would do themselves a huge favor if they found people for each of these roles. Um, why why is that important or why is that a mistake? Um, when you're actually in the production days, um, the actors, the director of photography and, and everyone else, they need a piece of the director. They need to consult with them. Is this what you have in mind? Is this how this shot is going to play out? Actors need, uh, you know, confirmation that their performances are uh, exactly what the director wants. And if the director is, is distracted, you know, kind of fetching a prop here or uh, trying to run someone to from the bus station, uh, they are not giving um, the attention where it needs to go, you know, and and then the film suffers. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Like in the end, I guess um, who is to blame? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'd say just just delegate, delegate, get people to help you, even if it's if it means that maybe you can't pay them in the beginning. Hopefully there are there are people who who will advance their careers um, and skill set by helping you out for free. Second area that I would uh, address uh, or would say that maybe people make mistake in is just spending some time and um, thinking about how you're gonna film the movie um, if it's if if you're thinking of a certain mood um, or style. What is Discuss with your DOP what is the best way to to maybe light the set or move the camera and try not to overcomplicate it. Um, a lot of up and coming directors maybe fell in love with certain shots from different movies that they want to try, and and I'm all for that. But but maybe on the second film, you know, yeah. on the second short, maybe in the first, just try to shoot it in a way that it cuts together in the end. You know, yeah. so so th those I think would be the two main areas. Just simplify, uh, you know, your shot list, and then crew up. Excellent. And if you just say I'm um, a, a relatively young person and I'm just graduating um, film school or like a different college, and I'd love to get into um, this role, what would the next steps that I would take be? Are you sorry? Are you asking general filmmaking yeah. or somebody oh, who um, wants DOP. to be a DOP? Yeah, okay. somebody who wants to get in that area. Do I do a course? <clears throat> do I buy a camera? Do I volunteer my services on set? What would be the best steps? Wonderful. I actually get these questions often because, as you mentioned, I I do 
tutor student in cinematography and they often when they finish a course they come to me and ask what can I do next um, what I would recommend is I mean if the person comes to me because they just completed a course of mine or or they they finished an accredited you know um, few years study in cinematography I would suggest just start shooting films with your classmates uh, reach out to the other departments, say if you studied film production, reach out to theater majors or, you know, music and collaborate. Anything you can get your hands on. But it usually starts with the people you meet in school. They will most likely be your colleagues that will carry you through your career. Second uh, way to reach out would be maybe to join um, some sort of a social um, like for example on Facebook join a group um, that targets filmmakers introduce yourself and say this is what I do uh, is there anyone who would like to collaborate with me can I can I volunteer my skills because I think like in the beginning it's unlikely that people will start getting paid you know right off the bat um, so so it might take maybe months or a couple of years just to build up a portfolio decent enough to then present for paid jobs. So just try to reach out that way through social media. Also, um, if, if somebody is completely new, they've never done a course, um, I would suggest, particularly in this country, do find a course that you could study, if even if it's a short one. Because, again, in my experience, somebody with no knowledge of what cameras do or what cinematography is they will find it very hard to to be given an opportunity even on uh, unpaid gigs you know unpaid short films because there are so many people here I feel the market is so saturated with people who want to do camera work that and all of them have studied at least some some form of a, a short course you know so somebody coming from no background will likely not get their foot in the door. Did I answer your question properly? Yes, yes that, that, that <laughs> yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, so another thing that you do is you are on the member, you are a board member of uh, Women in Film and Television. Yes, I am. I'm mm -hmm. representing female DOPs. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, are there any here? <laughs> are there any listening? We well, want to hear from you. <laughs> we do, too. Yes, uh, I'm very happy that um, this has come my way. I've been a member of, of this organization, Women in Film and Television Ireland, for a year prior to um, stepping up and kind of uh, pitching for um, the opportunity to become a board member. And uh, I, I joined them because I saw... Uh, that women tend to support each other. Um, I think we kind of feel uh, that the opportunities are very rare uh, when we are uh, given the <clears throat> the reins over some productions. So women women tend to be very supportive. And how great is it that there is an organization that encourages networking, that fights for equality, for you know equal representation. Um, whether whether it comes to pay or just having the opportunities to shoot movies, it is very imbalanced here um, in our country, and uh, I I am very very happy that uh, women in film and television are here to make a mark and to stand up for us for us women. 
And right now there seems to be a big um, push for female directors and writers. And even with an eye on producers, it doesn't seem to have fully shifted over to um, uh, DOPs yet. What do you think would be good measures maybe that could be brought in to encourage more women to, you know, or like more people to hire women? Like the, the camera people are there. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I uh, attended um meeting. I, it was organized by women in film and television, and I was not on the board then yet. It was um, some sort of a discussion with the Irish Film Board. I remember. It was about, <laughs> was it was about funding. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was about uh, funding. Yes, and uh, you said it to them. Okay, the, yes. So yeah, I actually remember you standing up and I was like, yes. <laughs> here is the here is the story. I was shaking in my boots. I was so scared to ask. I'm not sure why, but I think that just goes to show that I think, I I don't know if this happened consciously, but I think women have kind of accepted the backseat. Yeah. And so to ask for something, for us, it's, it's not easy. Uh, yeah. I mean... I'm speaking for myself and for for my friends who are in the film business. Maybe they are very confident and just carefree women out there who don't have an issue asking for the same rights that men have been given for uh, decades. Yeah. But for me, it was difficult. So I was actually, I think I was the last question of that entire talk. And I raised my hand and I asked, you have recently introduced this scheme where you are going to match funding or you are going to offer extra funding to productions who attach a female writer or a female director or both. And I think it was 50,000 for the director and maybe 50 or 25,000 for the female writer. And they, they were shaking their heads. Yes, yes, that's what we introduced. And that's fantastic. I'm very happy it happened. But, um, you know, director of photography has the word director in its in its name for a reason. Um, we are also directors of the visual component of the movie. And so I asked them, have you considered extending this offer to directors of photography? And I think that their tongues rolled out of their yeah. mouths. They were so just shocked that I asked that question and that it's something they admitted quickly they had not considered it Uh, it did not cross their minds and I asked would you would you please there are women DOPs here in Ireland and we very much want to shoot and um, see the the way to prove that you can do what you can do for a DOP is by being able to get to equipment you know yeah i can make a hundred short films on low budget with couple lights and and, and a mirrorless dslr which I mean, and you can make great art but how can i show them that i can step up higher if i don't get, get the, the opportunity to have a slightly bigger budget please yeah uh for the equipment that i'm gonna work with you know so anyway i asked would they consider they said thank you so much the pr- that you brought it to our attention we will consider two years later nothing happened yeah Um, I am actually preparing a letter to the Irish film board I I would like to ask them you know maybe they had talked about it I I did not check to be honest with you so I can't fault them yet (laughs) yeah but uh, it is something that definitely needs their attention there are women DOPs here Uh, many of us um, shot a lot of things Uh, many of us um, or many of 
I considered myself one of those who have shot some already. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of female DOPs that are starting out. They have a few things under their belt. There's so much talent here and we just need the opportunity. I think there's definitely an unconscious, like uh, unconscious bias. It's a big buzzword that people say and it's like everything is unconscious bias. But definitely with regards women and equipment, it's that very subtle thing technical thing creative things yeah women are great maybe you know the leadership thing takes a bit of pushing so the director one is a little bit more of a stretch um and at least with the writer you have a finished product before you start shooting at all but definitely with there there does seem to be a feeling where it was like you know women can shoot cameras can they are they <laughs> exactly. able to I mean, why like, why yeah. should this be a male domain like why what what is there about cinematography that women and it's about it's about do? curating visual empathy for people and even right now there's a discussion around um intimate scenes mm-hmm. i mean if there's ever a need for female dops it's you know to, to tackle subjects like that and you know like you know if something is particularly like if, if people are young and this, the actors are young. Like I I just think there's a lot of space there and there's a lot of kind of need for, mm-hmm. you know, female visuals. Like we've had the male gaze for a long time. Yeah. It's time for uh, more. Absolutely. You know, the female observational gaze. Mm. And like if you even draw as far back as into our childhoods, who was the comforter in the family? It's yeah. always the mom, isn't it? Like we have empathy uh, and we're very creative. Yeah. You know, all the arts and crafts. I'm, I'm not saying men don't do it. I'm sure they do. Um, but most of the time, it's the mom that, that you come to for sensitivity, for, for relatability, you know. Is comfort. that our gender bias, though? <laughs> we but, were thinking about, but it, yeah. yeah but what that I'm has saying been the role is that, for a long time, that we, are, we do have that ability. Exactly. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that stories are about connecting. Yeah. So why, women, why wouldn't women be able to craft them if we're re- able to relate? Like yeah. we're known for 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 being sensitive and understanding and, yeah. you know, creating or trying to kind of create peace among, you know, family members or in schools or wherever we go. We are storytellers. Yeah. Let us let us do it on screen. And what would you think would be good steps maybe that they could kind of bring in? So like a tax break, if you have a female head, what about training schemes? Like I, I did a quick google after filming shut down just out of interest it was like where do you go to learn dop it's either you do like a full-fledged course there's a few there's a few short ones but to get that real intrinsic knowledge of you know just lenses and that specialization there's not too many places as well like what Mm. about like specialized training schemes Mm. like i know they do Mm. have them in the work screen skills ireland are good and they have shadowing Mm-hmm. Um, schemes that come up here and there but you have to keep an eye out for them but I don't know okay. just that's your field what would you suggest well I have to say my my I, opinion has shifted a little bit over the last three years living here in Ireland and um, coming across directors of photography who who came from a completely different um, di- direction than I did um, so just to just to um let you know what kind of what my background is in my studies is I was brought up on film stock um when I was in film school there was no digital then yet uh, so all the like I did a four year uh undergrad in uh cinematography and then I did a two year masters in cinematography so for six years I was buried in film stock 
and in cameras and uh, in chemistry, uh, going to labs, seeing how my film stock that I shot was developed. I was learning about sensitometry, which 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 is a, a way to to determine how you expose your film stock, so you get an image that you want to get that your director has in their heads. I was learning uh, a lot of uh, physics and optics to understand how light works, uh, how it um, transfers through a lens and hits hits your um, film plane with the film stock there. So, like, I I feel you know I I was so happy when I when I when I finished high school because I was really bad at math, physics, and chemistry, and I was so happy I was done with it and I never needed to do it. And then I got into cinematography. I thought artistic great and the first thing I had to do for four years straight was study math physics optics chemistry and I really (laughs) hated it but now looking back at it I felt like I got absolutely immersed in cinematography and I I feel that I know what my craft is now a couple years ago I tell you that's the only way to go if you want to be a DOP but you know when you then then you come across people who should beautiful stuff and they just it comes from their intuition from observing uh, uh, how light works in life from maybe shadowing people on on sets or working on sets as uh, uh, camera interns or runners and just just learning that way and I've I've learned that it is possible to become a good skilled DOP yeah not not spending money and studying for six years you know so it's definitely uh, happens both ways but I don't I think that uh, Ireland likes either can I is that how you would say that either, either. or both yeah. yeah yeah there is no school that would immerse you into cinematography the way I've been taught yeah um, and there certainly aren't uh, the opportunities to to intern or shadow on properly funded productions whether it be TV uh, or, or feature films where where you can just observe the DOP, see how he or she lights, how they work with their gaffer, how they uh, break down scripts, um, what motivates them to decide this is going to be shot that way, I'm going to yeah. use this lens here. These opportunities are not here. Uh, I have also asked, or, or you'd have to know someone, or <laughs> it would it, there'd be like one every in a in an absolute blue moon that might come up, and if you get there in the two weeks it's been online, you're exactly at the point when you're ready, you're lucky enough to get it. But they're definitely not a common place. There's no, no. there's no set um, path or trajectory no. mm-hmm. that you can start out on, really. No, I I mean when I finished my my undergrad in Chicago, I was immediately placed on a on a two month internship with a, a, a director of photography who is a member of the American Society of Cinematographers. His name is Faden Papa Michael. At that time, the movie I went on was uh, directed by Oliver Stone, W. I was a, you know, a, nobody from a college in Chicago, and I was hooked up with such a great two-month-long paid, fully paid <laughs> internship. <is> <laughs> You know, oh and, and every day I came on set and I, I had to take photographs of the lighting setups. I had to for, keep camera logs. You know, I had to, uh, at the end of the day, explain to my uh, uh, superior, the DOP, I had to explain to him why I thought he lit the scenes the way he did. Yeah. And kind of go back and forth and see whether I got it right or, you know, just just, just try to kind of show him 
that I, I was studying what he was showing me every day, you know. Yeah. And here um, I have come across a few like initiatives from um, Screen Ireland that recently like offered camera uh, internships, but just, you know, camera internship is a different than yeah than cinematography internship. Yeah. What is missing of what these internships were about were uh, working with the camera assistants, learning to assemble the camera together. Yeah. Learning this was their to, different skills. Yeah, exactly. they're completely different skill sets. Learning yeah. to give a mark to an actor, how to pull, pull focus. Cinematography is about lighting. It's about creating the visual story, uh, the concept, you know, and and figuring out how you're going to execute it. And those opportunities. I've, I've lived here for, this is my eighth year living in mm. Ireland. I haven't seen a single one of these opportunities here. And trust me, I, particularly in the first three, four years, I kept a very tight eye on it because I tried to get my foot in the door and it was so yeah. difficult. It was really a struggle to get through. And, and there are, the opportunities aren't there. And to be fair, they aren't there for women and men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make it clear that yeah. they're not there for anyone, really. So yeah. um, it's just something should should change. And you asked me, should it be tax incentives or I, I won't pretend to know yeah. what, you know, the, the financial things behind filmmaking. I don't know much, uh, you know, or be, behind funding. But I think it just needs someone... <laughs> Um, um, a public body acknowledging, yeah. acknowledging there is this shortage. Yeah, and because I suppose that's it. We have willingness. we have high level productions here. Like mm. there's a lot of huge productions here. So they're obviously importing a lot of the head camera people, or would they be bring them in mm. from outside? I I I suppose for the the high end shows. Mm, I don't know. I think there are quite a quite there it. are quite a few Irish uh, DOPs that work. Uh, I definitely yeah. know that Vikings were they had a they had an Irish DOP. Um, I'm penny dreadful. That's a while back yeah. that that had uh, you know I I'm pretty sure you know that, that yeah maybe e either it's balance or I think a lot of DOPs get on those gigs yeah um, but it, it's just it's just maybe. I don't know, I, I, my own initiative that I kind of undertook recently uh, and I want to want to connect to women in film and television, it was yeah. contacting somebody who is a member of the Irish Society of Cinematographers. Yeah. And I asked, point blank, uh, can I meet you? Can I, because I know this person is somehow connected to the, uh, to the administration of the organization. Yeah. So... Can I meet you and can I discuss opportunities for women filmmakers, or not filmmakers, cinematographers, yeah. to uh, kind of find a path to become members? Is there a path? Um, opportunities for shadowing. What are you doing to reach out to, to women DOPs to become members? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I do what I can on my own. Yeah. I'm very happy that I'm uh, now connected to the amazing women at uh, Women in Film and Television so that we can... We can combine our our strengths and voices and and yeah. ki uh, kind of fight for for, the, for us you know yeah. as a group not just me as a singular person but um yeah uh, just out of interest so you know if you're like a top level 
um, writer or if you're like a top level director and you'd have like an agent. Yeah. Is that a thing for GOPs as well? Do you have like an agent? Do you call like call my agent? <laughs> it's like called Chad. <laughs> you know, Chad. so be careful. He's on LA time. <laughs> you know, I want Francois out. <laughs> you want Francois yes. I'm going to have an agent. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, I know that there are, uh, that DOPs have agents. Um, I think you have to get to a certain level. Um, and I, I actually once attended um, like a seminar on mm. the for DOPs. I, I believe it was possibly connected to one of the like cinematography festivals, Kameraimage uh, in Poland or something like that. Mm. I'm, I'm not, don't, I'm not exactly sure, but something like that where uh, established DOPs were talking to us newbies, and uh, one of the question was, do how like do I seek an agent? Do I try to get an agent? And basically, they they said when you are a DOP, they will find you themselves. Yeah, like you don't go searching for one. You definitely want to. They'll just materialize out of a wall or a bush or something and hand you a card. But it almost yeah. seemed like it's it's more difficult for DOPs to get one than a director. Yeah, you know, like or, or a writer. It, it said you, they 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 did not recommend reaching out to agents and but just working with people who maybe have been signed. Yeah, they, maybe they don't have to be incredibly famous but have just recently been signed and trying to reach out to those directors or writers and say hey can i and not come it. come on board and then that's how you kind of get noticed but eventually when you have an agent i i presume um some sort of um something good has to come of it right otherwise people yeah. wouldn't sign <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. you get a few books <laughs> it'll get you the good gigs there you go. Yeah, they're keeping them all for their clients. <laughs> oh, Chad is a crafty one. And Francois, like, they're just, that's what they're doing. That's why there's no opportunities. They're keeping them all. Yeah. Um, Great. But um, I actually want to say, I, you know, when I graduated uh, from my master's program in Prague, um, my master's thesis, uh, short, uh, was my ticket into the Czech uh, Society of Cinematographers. Uh, on the day when I graduated, myself and my two um, guy colleagues, we were offered a membership, a full membership. And we took it uh, because it's a great honor to be um, uh, to be members of, of that uh, society. And I think uh, I was the second woman um, wow. out, of, out of about 100 men oh my God. to join. <laughs> the 1%. Yeah, and they, you know, they were so happy to have me on board, uh, yeah. and I, I know that a few other women have joined since. Did they, like, were they and like, come up and we'll just take photos with you when you stand <laughs> in the front? <laughs> yeah. But like, what what was wonderful about it is that that uh, the the main, um, uh, sorry, the president. I don't know if it's if, if that's what chair you call. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. chair. Um, was also the head of our cinematography department where I studied. Oh. Uh, and he he said, if I could, I would just have a full year of just women students and I would I would give them all the opportunity to join us here yeah. in the Society of Cinematographers. And he just was really fighting for 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 equality for all of us for all of us. And I I kind of felt like, yeah, this is exactly how it should be. Yeah. And then I moved here, and I I can't really say that people have been against me, not at all. I yeah. I um I can't say that I haven't had opportunities. I have yeah. obviously that's why I shoot quite a bit. 
But uh, if you look at the the members in the Irish Society of Cinematographers, c- cinematographers, there are also only two women uh, and roughly about 100 men. So I just want to uh, kind of drive the point home, uh, Gemma. Uh, mm. I mentioned that, uh, you know, the, the S- Irish Society of Cinematographers uh, is, a, is an organization that uh, could, I, I think, could maybe try to help out uh, starting cinematographers, whether female or male, to, to kind of guide them, um, let them know what is, the, what is the path to becoming a member, whether associate or a full member. And I think... Uh, um, it w- it would be great if they if they were uh, more um or if maybe they already are but uh, so far i haven't seen any proof but if they were more proactive uh in providing opportunities for people maybe to mentor some of their members on jobs because i know uh many of them are very accomplished they work uh and uh they would like they would change a life of somebody who's starting out they would really help them out a lot so be great if some initiative initiative was made um and i think in that direction i think that's definitely it because like me sitting on the outside um just just observing it as a profession you you do go you see people kind of reach a certain level and then you wonder how you're able to get to the next level even i find that sometimes a little bit as a writer as well and but again you start with your finished product so it's a little bit easier to go, you know, like, this is not good. This is not good. This is zeitgeisty and this is good. So it's mm-hmm. going to get made. And at least you have like, well, you can keep throwing things at a wall. But it does seem a little bit like, like there are opportunities. There are people, you know, taking those steps and getting gigs here and in the UK and, and you wonder how to do it. So I suppose, yeah, like a nice um, structured way to to train people up and, and you know, just make make those opportunities a little a little more kind of clear to, to mm-hmm. what's there because mm-hmm. definitely you, you you do see things as well there seems to be a lot going on in Northern Ireland with regards training people up and they're very yes. good into putting their money into um you know like attracting things like Game of Thrones and, and really mm-hmm. upskilling like they you see like they have a lot of resources and they're upskilling upskilling to, to attract those types of productions mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I do think you know we have our new studio in Limerick that's right. Yeah, that's that's coming here. You know, it, it's good, I suppose, if, you know, we go look. We have all these people who are artistic and amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Yarrow is one of them. And <laughs> get your episode of Game of Thrones in. The, what is it? The prequel series. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know what? There are so many ways um, opportunities could be created. I, I think rental houses, there are quite a few. Um, yeah. They should be taking interns you know um whether maybe making um, agreements with schools uh, of of film production courses that they will give a couple weeks to a a student um throughout the year um just showing them lighting equipment cameras like i know like okay maybe i shouldn't be comparing but i will because i've lived through this uh i i studied in the states and that's it's a normal thing as a student uh, of a cinematography undergraduate program i could walk into any rental house in chicago and and uh, intern there yeah okay yeah i will i will say out front most of it probably wasn't paid you know yeah. it was me finding a day in a week when i wasn't doing anything and getting there but i i think 
when you're learning, when you're studying, I don't, I, I never expected to be paid for, yeah. for, to be paid for what? To learn? I, I was so grateful to, to even get my foot in the door. I, uh, I, I was grateful they let me, you know, yeah. every student was grateful. If this is really if what, what I wanted to do, then, then an unpaid internship uh, was exactly what I needed. And, but this now brings up a whole other, um, mm. Uh, kettle of fish when it comes to who are the people that can even afford now with rents the way they are now if you're self-funded if you don't have a huge amount of resources between you like I mean how are you going to afford two grand mm -hmm. rent a month you know? okay I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought it up um what what I uh, the the internship yeah. um that I mentioned that was something that I suggested to to do during your studies yeah. when you're already in school full-time yeah. you're studying something And I presume you are either living with your parents or yeah. somehow it's you've made it possible that you're yeah. in school, right? So if uh, you are full-time studying, uh, say, at IADT or, um, and, and you have an afternoon free, yeah. chase down a rental house yeah. and get, and get your hands on cameras. That's, that's the kind of internship yeah. I'm talking about. Once you've completed your studies and yeah. you are then you then need to make money to, yeah. to pay for your living because maybe you can't live with your parents anymore or yeah. whatever the situation. That's a different story. Of yeah. course, you can't be interning for free. Yeah. And, oh, and, 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 and I wasn't uh, saying that against you. Oh, I, no, I was no, saying, no. I was saying like this is the system as it exists now. Not that, not that like you're saying anything wrong in saying that. I'm, I'm just saying it more now. Like it now It's even like even when I graduated college and I was able to shoot short films and I was mm. able to work on creative projects and, you know, do like a FOSS course and then work on my creative projects mm. and, and do all that. And, and then like now if I graduated, I would I would have had to go into work. The only people maybe now that can afford that are maybe starting off in their careers that can really afford to take the time to work for three years for free mm. is like people, you know, it maybe not the most diverse range of voices is going to be in cinema in yeah. 10 years time when you know they're kind of reaching their peak and they're finally talented like it's mm -hmm. and kind of able to do those things like I, I actually I was kind of it was more of a comment that I I think things are it's sad because things are changing and not necessarily for the better it seems like it's almost going to become more yeah. closed yeah. to everybody mm. instead of more open Well, I'm, yeah, I, I, I do, do, um, hear you. And, uh, and I know you didn't mean it like, no, I wasn't, me. yeah. But well, I actually want, I have something because, to add because to you're it. right. There. If you want to get in, you have to do that. That, that I mean, you have no choice mm. and you're completely right. So, yeah, I have to, I have two things to add to that. Uh, when I was, uh, studying in Chicago, um, one of the, More famous people that studied there before me uh, is Janusz Kaminski, uh, who often collaborates with Steven Spielberg. And um, I remember attending some sort of a discussion with him. And uh, he said that we should expect to not be paid for at least a year after we graduate yeah. for doing film work. That as, and he didn't mean it like, get used to it but he said don't uh be sad yeah if if it doesn't come a paid job doesn't come within a year 
you will most likely be working for free. So I'd suggest get a second job that you can do. Flexi time. Exactly. Uh, be a waiter if that's what you're into and drive a taxi or something. Find something or have uh, parents who, who will back you up or a yeah. partner. Because if it's going to be a long road before you start seeing paychecks from yeah. filmmaking. And I am so happy that he said that uh, because it, Im it immediately painted the true the true world to me you know yeah. and i i mean since since then i've traveled back to czech republic to study and then i moved here so i've kind of uh, had that year yeah. of not being paid i've had it twice since the states yeah and and actually here in ireland it took a few years before i started seeing money making movies and i had to do other jobs um uh and it's something that I definitely don't think it's fair, but I did yeah. it because I want to make movies. Yeah. This is, for me, this is a lifelong thing. It's not something I will do for a year or two. I yeah. will do this until I'm d dead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> If it kills you. <laughs> There you go. Then And we'll pry so, that lens from my cold hand. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I, I mean, that was one thing I wanted to add to it. And the second thing is, and maybe this will sound possibly... Oh, really awful. But I will tell you, in the Czech Republic, uh, yeah. when you want to be a cinematographer, you have to go to school. You really yeah. have to study it. Um, because the school, um, the, all of the schools in Czech Republic are connected to our TV stations, to our production companies. And when you come out of the school with the stamp of, you know, he's, yeah. he or she is a master of cinematography, uh, they... This is your ticket to jobs. Yeah. And this is your ticket to the jobs that you studied for. So no uh, DIT, you know, no data wrangler, no a uh, camera assistant. You get the master's in cinematography. You are given projects to DOP right away. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But the way that you can get those jobs when you've graduated is that the schools have a limited amount of students that they can take on a year. Yeah. And in my school, only five students were admitted into wow. cinematography pro program a year. Yeah. And that's for the bachelor degree, which takes three years. And then after the three years, those students that get the state exams in, in cinematography, which are really... State exams in cinematography, that's amazing. And that's it's, the it's science element as well, so it's not Yeah, easy. you get tested from... Yeah. Everything and anything that you studied during the two, three years, uh, optics, physics, chemistry, everything that I told you previously. Yeah. And if you pass, you then get the opportunity to enter this last two years of the program to get your master's. But only four out of the five are allowed to continue. Wow. The one of the five will never get a chance. So that's like reality TV stuff. Like you're getting eliminated now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so at the end of your five, there are four students a year exiting FAMU University, which at the moment, I believe it's only one of three cinematography schools in the Czech Republic. When I was studying, it was one of two. I think yeah. another school kind of sprang out since then. But so that then this is how they guarantee that they you have jobs. Yeah. 
And that you're and, of the caliber. And that you absolutely yeah. have the caliber and you can deliver right away, that you don't need to be, work your way up. Like in the States, I think it takes years before you get to DOP. A lot of people have to go through clapper, clapper loader or, you know, second AC, first AC camera yeah. operator before they get to DOP something. So... Maybe it is a very radical system. It's like, yeah, but there are more than four people a year who want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But then how badly do you want it? You yeah. know, I wanted it so badly that I I studied and I and I, I, I did it. It's I completed the Hungary the... games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but both like both of these points that I'm making, I think there is something to them. Um yeah. I think it's something to consider. I do believe that this market here in Ireland is oversaturated Saturated. with yeah. people not just the OPs you know uh, any any disciplines and I, I cannot tell you who has the right to do it Yeah. but if you want to be paid then yeah. know that this might be the road that you will be working for free yeah. for a long time just to collect your portfolio so that you can stand out that little bit over the other thousand DOPs or directors yeah. or get noticed at this festival you will be putting your own money you will be on the dole or not yeah i mean you, these are the issues but you need to want it so bad yeah that not having money you know not being able to go on the dole and having to have a second job that you could fall back on yeah. is actually something you want to do yeah you're willing to do that that's all i can say and i suppose that's true that's true for almost most areas of film like there's yeah. you know there's there's certain things that there's a relative shortage of like there's mm. not a huge amount of script editors mm -hmm. um, but you know like um, the, what are the other ones the script I know, editors I think sound recorders are kind of rare between. enough yeah like if you're working for a certain amount you will get paid work yeah. relatively quickly usually just, usually yeah. whenever I'm on on some uh, I've been on some shorts where I wasn't paid the sound <laughs> the sound people always got paid such a thankless <laughs> job though like you, you're you're only noticed when something goes wrong and then everyone's like god damn it you're like no it's an airplane <laughs> that, that beautiful shot where you're crying is useless so it is a real thankless job it's not like oh you've created this gorgeous aesthetics it's no it's mm. like you can hear a cow mooing <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, but, um, uh, but sorry, well, I kind of went off track, but yeah, but that, that I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's very interesting. And I suppose as well, it's it's not a money making thing. It's, you know, we're training people to work, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we're not getting 40 students to sell out a course and then we're going to get, you know, X amount for the government and we're going to get this. So like, it does make sense. Hmm. And also, like, look at all the short courses here. I think they should really just serve as tasters. They shouldn't yeah. be, uh, oh, I did a course and now I'm a DOP. Yeah. You know, uh, to be honest with you, it annoys me a little bit. When I <laughs> hear you're that. like, I have, I studied science <laughs> and chemistry. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares, uh, and that's okay. Like, I don't need people to to care what I studied and how long I spent there. But how do you, like, you know, in my in my country of origin, that that degree it's immediately there's no discussion you are a director of photography yeah. and here is a project and you, you, oh my okay not yeah. here is a project on a silver platter but and if I, there I did is a, a project i did a weekend course it. and i bought a camera on done deal <laughs> and i'm a cinematographer now too <laughs> let's we're in it together yeah well yeah. It, it's a funny thing i know there are many people who did it that way and they worked their butts off and they actually yeah. became good dops so i can't fault that route yeah 
But I, I almost feel like um, maybe maybe if you are a beginning, say, director yeah, or producer, how do you weed through these people? How do you know who is good or who's going to... Is it not just that you find to... one person that's good and you just work with them all the time for everything that you do? Because you're like, I know they're good. Oh, well, they get me. I think uh, probably for some duos it has worked in the past. Yeah. But I, I love working with different directors uh, and, uh, uh, you know, crews because, I don't know, it's just, it's it's great to meet new people and, and try to, I, I think that filmmaking is a, has a lot to do with uh, people management or, or like yeah. people, HR, uh, human resources, you know, yeah. learning to communicate, trying to figure out how... Uh, uh, how you can make something happen? There are so many different personalities, and yeah. and uh, uh, I don't I don't know how to, how you say this. J- just um, attitudes, yeah, coming from people that it is such a uh, making a short film is 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 a schooling in in the human uh, being, uh, thinking, you know, kind. Yeah. It's just, just really just learning to be a better human. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> In the end. Because it's not about you. It's about the product that you guys are all creating. And, mm. and that's, that's it. And when, mm. and it's amazing because there's something almost ethereal about it. when a piece becomes better. Do you know, like you've seen films and you're like, there's something not quite right about mm. it, but on paper it's perfect. The actors were good and the, the script was, you know, well written, but I don't know, it didn't come together. But then yeah. sometimes in a film, everything comes together and it becomes so much more than the original mm. Um, mm. kind of little pieces. And there's something almost magic about that. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it's it's weird. You, you see it and you mm. see like everything that people are contributing and it's, I don't know, it's almost like it yeah. taps into something like... I don't want to say spiritual, but like something that really hits out at the the kind of collectus, mm. collective unconsciousness and really resonates with people. So I think I spiritual know. is the right word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it is. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know what makes a movie a movie. I I mean I can tell you what doesn't work in a movie, but when yeah. a movie works. It just, ah, yeah. it just does, you know. I just, it, yeah, and like that, it's it just really kind of satiates the soul. Or, mm. So, on mm. and, and that positive note. <laughs> yes. So, thank you so much for chatting for us. It's great to have you in. Oh, thank you so Yay. much, Emma. I really enjoyed this. Excellent. Thank, thank you, you so much. And make sure to check out filmarland.net because we have lots more news reviews and interviews on there. <laughs>